of shame. What's not to enjoy? Unless you're one of the shamees. If you're one of the shamees, mm. then you should go wipe your brow with a chamois. <laughs> hey, whatever happened to Vince? Remember whatever guy? happened to Shammies? Vince, the, the ShamWow guy? Yeah. Um, was yeah. he the one that got in a little bit of trouble with the hooker? Yeah. That might have been. You yeah. know, I have some, uh, I, I bought a package of ShamWow. Right. Know, and they are perfect as advertised. They do everything that guy said they, they great, do. Great job wiping up your belly. I'm well, telling you. Man. That's what he was doing. That's, <laughs> that's, what, right. that's what he was doing to the hooker. He got in trouble for trying to wipe her belly button out with a ShamWow. You don't know the story? <laughs> Let's hear it, Mike. Let's get him on the show. <laughs> I thought it was polite. Something was pooling up, and he wanted to get it out. Hey, uh, you, know, you never know. Sweat. So, uh, we Shame have, on you, Vince. We have we Bill have... Smith. We have Ben Kitchen. We have Mike Adams. We're the threesome. The, the, we're the three Excuse amigos. Me? We're the three amigos. Yeah, that's the shame. We're the shamers. Yeah. As opposed to the shamies. Uh, okay, and people, by the way, you know, I've been trying to swear off anger as a thing. But for the purposes of this particular podcast, I gotta spice it up with a little bit of anger about specific items that I. So come this across. will be your outlet. A little bit, All yeah. Right. The because, Mike Adams anger returns because you never know. Uh, and uh, I would like to start by saying that, uh, by the way, this this podcast in the array of podcasts that are available now, and there are a million of them. Yeah, this one sticks out like the vein on a- Andrea Mitchell's neck when she <laughs> talks. Uh, this is a very special. No one else does this. We limit it to 15 minutes. We get all of our angst out. Bing, bang, boom. And it makes the rest of our week happier. Right? Right. Sort of. Yeah, because hmm. you, you vent this stuff. And you get you blow off steam. It's like a teapot. Nah, you're right. Say. You're right. Uh, Joe Biden, he's our president, president of the United States. Yes. He doesn't know it, but he is. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, uh, he's a mess with the money. I just have a little short list of things that... Uh, that uh, our friend Joe Biden likes to spend money on. Would you like to hear a couple of them? Sure. So he's going to spend the government money? Okay. He, first of all, he left $7 billion for the Afghani Taliban. Yeah. Right. Okay. That, that's $7 billion. Who's paying for that? Well, we are. Yeah, that's us. And that's equipment that they can use for terrorism. So just put that one over on this table here. Mm-hmm. Okay, this little table. He also has spent endless money, and it, there's no end to the promissory notes uh, for, for the Ukraine. Now, yeah. a lot of people say, oh, Ukraine, you got to defend it. Well, I understand. But it's American taxpayers who are doing most of the, the weight of, of carrying the burden of this, right? That's Joe Biden. We made a commitment. Okay, Joe, good for you. $87 billion for the IRS so that the IRS can hire, uh, I'm sorry, $80 billion for the 80, IRS. $80 billion, yeah. So they can hire 87,000 people to come after all of us. For our meaningless money. You know, think about it. They'll be armed. They're an armed force against Where's us. your money? It's a tax man. Yeah. Jo- George Harrison, Revolver album. It's like, it's like mm-hmm. an army. Yeah. Uh, and now the next thing, uh, next thing on his plate, never mind the border and saying, okay, well, we want two million uninvited guests. We'll take care of you. You get here. We'll take care of you. We'll make sure you, you got everything you need and uh, trips to wherever you want to go. Okay. We're all paying for that, too. So... So what happens next? College debt forgiveness. Oh, that's nice. You know, that, that means he's compassionate. Come on now. This is really 13% of the people uh, have college debt. Uh, so they want the 87% of the people who don't have anything to do with that college debt to pick up the tab for the 13% of the people who do have college debt so their life will be easier despite the fact that they're the ones with the college degrees. They're the ones that are going to make more money. 
in the long haul. But you see, the problem is it doesn't even actually solve the issue. No. No, oh, no because of college affordability. Is, yeah, exactly. And it's because the colleges have went crazy. They, they've gone the the cost of tuition compared to a wage is way out of whack. Yeah, sixty-six thousand. Like Nineteen seventy-two. It was like you only had to work twenty hours a week, making even whatever minimum wage th- then was. Yeah. to pay for a semester it was of college, fi- five grand for a full year of college in nineteen seventy-two. Mm. Just so you know, because I know that. Because you went five. to college in nineteen seventy-two. No, well, five grand. I was I was prepared to go anywhere, and the maximum you would pay is about five thousand dollars a year. You know. Also, so consider insane. the salaries of some of these professors, like Elizabeth Warren. How much did she make to teach three ninety-four one, one course? Three ninety-four eight. <laughs> That'd be a nice paycheck. I, you I'm think? telling you, it's unbelievable. So the the problems with the whole thing on a broad scope are this: you're canceling debt during an inflationary. You're saying, okay, we have the inflation. Reduction Act going, yeah. but so you're going to in, add something that is clearly going to increase it. <laughs> uh, why to, to satiate the 38? Is certain it's an age group thing. It's a vote thing because uh, they, they're trying to reduce the federal deficit by a quarter of a trillion dollars. And you know what? This eats into that completely. Secondly, you're you're basically give, doing a giveaway for the the elites and the affluent. You know, and those are the people that are doing college affordability, as as Ben brought up here. Uh, the colleges are just going to raise their tuition more mm, yep. because they know they can get away with it because mm. the government has their back. And how about setting a precedent for using taxpayer money to alleviate debt of any kind? Yeah. It's just not a smart thing to do. So if I bought a car and I just didn't, I couldn't make the payments because of whatever, I could actually hit on you to make my payments for exactly. me. And you know what? The left wants more. They don't. They don't want ten thousand per person. They want fifty. I mean, it's ridiculous. So that's my – I'm pissed off about Joe Biden and his inability to stop the spending, uh, the bleeding. So self-accountability is racist. Is that it? Well, it can be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, what do you got? I heard from so many people about the Elvis movie. And they said, hey, it's just great. The guy is terrific. It's, and, you know, Tom Hanks is in it. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so I spent the $20 and I watched the Elvis movie. On a pay-per-view. A couple of things, yeah. It's a complete shit show. I think people who made that movie did not live through the period. There was a time, I was nine years old, I think, when Elvis Presley hit the scene. And I remember we were the, all the baby boomer kids, so this was something totally different. This belonged to us. It was one of those yeah, things. Yeah. And for a moment in time, till I was about maybe, oh, I, don't know, I wasn't really an Elvis fan fan, but he was one of those guys to watch, cultural icon. Sure. They groomed the image that he was a wholesome guy, drank milk, was nice to Loved people. Loved his mommy. You know, never mind what the reality was, but that was the image they were promoting, and it sort of had a positive effect on us in a way, you know, as kids. But uh, this movie was just, um, uh, I don't quite know what it was. The actor himself wasn't really Elvis. The character wasn't there. The development, they pictured B.B. King as sort of a nightclub hanging around guy. Sure. Um, now, because you knew you knew so much about the real Elvis image and all that he did, that when someone tries to play that part of maybe the most influential rock and roll icon ever, well, you would think that there would have been a dramatic. There was an opportunity here to make a dramatic, truthful portrayal of an American icon with some great performances by some great actors. You know, tell the truth, the ugly truth, all of it. But 
but in yeah, a different way. Yeah, because the issues developed yeah, later this on. This was just, really. it looked like a little soap opera thing. It was awful. It was weak. <laughs> terrible. Yeah, uh, terrible. Now, because, you know, he did they show him in the Army? They show him oh, yeah, him? they go through the whole thing. They made, When he was with Priscilla, they make him look like a pedophile because did, she was only 15 or so. Right. Well, did yeah, they show it's kind of gross. Well, kind of. Well, yeah. did they show him that he was <laughs> the, the two-way mirrors he had where he watched people? You no. know, he was a, he was a voyeur. I uh, never got that far, man. I, did I they said, show him sh- uh, dying on the shitter? No, but I wondered if they were going to. I shut the thing off. I could only watch a half hour of it. That was it. See you later. Or yeah. half you, of know the movie. What, you know what ca- caused that? Not just the drugs with Elvis. It was the, it was the uh, his diet. It was bananas and peanut butter sandwiches Ooh. all the time. You know, he, that'll he, back you. He'd go to uh, the movie. He'd rent a movie theater. Yeah, because he didn't want anyone around, and he'd rent the movie theater and he'd take his crew in there, and he'd eat two large buttered popcorns and two two giant sized <laughs> Pepsis while watching the movie, and then he'd go home and have peanut butter and banana sandwiches. And, you know, no wonder the guy couldn't poop. He was a hungry mm-hmm. boy. Tom Hanks was pretty good, though. I, I, let me take that back. Tom Hanks, you've been in every goddamn movie in the world. You know, why don't you just slow down a little bit? But they gave him some... Uh, they gave <laughs> him some weird. Does, does he owe you money well, or No, something? no, it's just kind of weird. You know, you see Tom he's Hanks He's not your favorite now. bosom buddy? <laughs> not anymore. No, it's, it's, I think he's over, uh, overexposed. So he didn't come up big in this one? Well, he did. He, he put, didn't make quite a splash with you? They put a fat suit on the guy, and it looked so <laughs> real that even on the close-ups, it looked like he had gained like 50 or 60 pounds. That was Colonel Tom Parker? Yeah, and, but the, 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 you know... The, the whole portrayal. See, he of thought Parker when he got the was... thing, the script, he thought he was auditioning for the part of Colonel Sanders. <laughs> Maybe that was That's it. what happened. But anyway, I didn't like the movie. I, I just didn't like it. It was uh, one of those things. So shame on you guys for yeah. Uh, yeah. for shitting on uh, on uh, on Elvis. You know, yeah. God bless him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your turn, Ben. Okay, I would like to shame the California justice system. Oh. For their shameful way, they. Did not or failed to punish Paul Pelosi for his oh, drunken wreck of an accident. Right. They say there was a passenger in the car, too, but they're saying, oh, that's conspiracy theory shit. But they're saying somebody was in the car with him. Does that person have a broken jaw? No, they might be a young person, they were saying. No, that's what I'm talking about. Really? Oh, that. You mean mm. maybe, ah. maybe, but um, that's speculation. <laughs> that's pure. What do they call it? Conspiracy. See, you know, that's that, DUI is a serious thing, though. You know, if Mutt had been thinking, he would have told the cop, I'm, I'm married to Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> so I want to shame the justice uh, system out in California for the sentence they gave him. He pled guilty yeah. to the DUI accident, and the sentence was three years probation, yeah. which means nothing. Nothing. They're going to forget let's, it. Yeah. Let's be real. It means absolutely nothing. He's like 75. No, he's 81, isn't he? He's 81. Do you think he they'll looks be in, 112. Do you think they'll be investigated for insider trading at any point? They should be, but they won't be. No. And they gave him five days in jail. And they took away four of those for good behavior. Yeah. Good behavior. <laughs> yeah. Right. So this guy has to spend eight hours in a work release program. One day. Eight hours, yeah. He was kind of bummed out. He didn't get a chance to do any insider trading with any of the inmates. Look at all the time I lost. (laughs) Well, that's a good person to shame, I think, Ben. Yes, thank you. That's that's politics. Do as I say, not as I do. It's called the the elite getting away with what we call murder. Can I also quickly shame Pennsylvania? Why? I was born there. Not for that. Okay, good. But really, your race is come down to these two freaks? 
Uncle Fester against uh, Fester and Dr. Oz. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Good Lord. It's like Dr. Oz. You know, we're off to see the wizard. Fetterman's I'd vote for him. Guy, man. They both are bizarre. Uh, yeah. But I would I would vote for Dr. Oz before I'd vote for that, that freak. First of all, he's Bernie, but he's in a, an Uncle Fester suit. <laughs> you know, so I would never vote. His his policies blow. Yeah. So it's never minded that he had a stroke and that he's, you know, un- mentally unstable and he's the son of rich parents who, who paid for everything he did his whole life. He never had a his job. entire life. You yeah. know, so it, never mind all that bad stuff. I got one more here. I got time for one more? What does that say? You got th- three minutes. Are you right. angry? Three minutes. Are you angry over this one? No, you know, I'm going to be really peaceful with this. Hmm. I'm going to say that I don't understand sometimes the lack of communication between some of our senior uh, polit- political officials in this country. Let me give you an example. Uh, Governor Ron DeSantis is quoted by The Hill on Twitter as saying, the purpose of our school system should be to educate our kids, not to indoctrinate our kids. Now, does anybody disagree with that? Nope. We're going to teach real history. We're going to teach them the truth. They need to understand that our rights come from God, not from the government. Mm. Okay. Mm. But you know what? That's that's the policy of the. I mean, by the way, till I was about ten, the, the Pledge of Allegiance said "One Nation Under God." So yeah, it did until I was like fifteen. If you don't, if you don't believe in God, leave that word out. That's all. It's pretty simple. But here's what or Eric, the uh, what were the the kids that didn't have to do the pledge or sing any of the songs? The uh, <laughs> like we, the Mormon kids or whatever they were. Uh, we used to kick the shit out of them after class. No, no, no. The Jehovah's Witnesses. That's what it was. <laughs> the Jehovah's <laughs> Witnesses. I never did never that. had to do that because it said God in it. But here's what Eric Swal- Swallowswell a uh, Swal- Swalwell said about this. He tweets. Quoting uh, DeSantis. He's a a rather scholarly man, is he not? Oh, God. (laughs) Eric Swalwell, U.S. House guy from California. He says, it's not like separation of church and state is in the Bill of Rights or anything. Guess what? Hmm. It's not. (laughs) This guy is is a government official. Doesn't know what's in the Bill of Rights. He doesn't know. And banging a Chinese spy to boot. And then he goes after Ron DeSantis for mentioning God with the church and state commentary. I mean, that's not even in the Bill of Rights. So Eric Swallowswell, uh, Swalwell is an asshole. <laughs> yeah. That's my opinion. That's how I, I truly feel about him. Well, if, if rights come from God, not the government, why is DeSantis trying to change people's rights? Well, here's the oh, thing. Oh, wait. Oh, shit, DeSantis. Because this it's, country was built on a on Judeo-Christian theory of oh, basically the Ten Commandments. You know, you don't kill, you don't steal, you don't... These are these are laws that are part of our heritage, and and I don't care what if you believe in God or not. These it's are the rules built on a, a lot more than that. But that, no, it's built but, on previous democratic societies and ancient Greece and stuff like that. Code of Hammer. It's all they, it, it's pulled from everywhere, right? But Judeo Christian theory is what guides the morality of the country's lawmaking, or it should. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to. Now you say, or well, what's different about morality. it from another another religion? Well, I think most religions have the same kind. Well, you're not supposed to kill people. You're not supposed to steal their wives. You're not supposed to steal their money. You're not supposed to lie. You know, uh, lying. By the way, just so you know, I don't believe in lying. Lying is something that I've never, ever, ever done, except just right now at this very second. That's the only time. 